genuinely. I have googled post Naruto support groups. Yep, I have. <laughs> you gotta leave. You gotta leave and be inspired. Oh my God. Gotta leave and be inspired. First of all, you're like a mama and a papa bear. You know that. Welcome to life, a place where you can freaking process or something. Together, we are trying to figure out what the hell we are doing on this planet. Let's get existential and talk about life. Good evening, Aidy. Yeah. How are you today? I am good. <laughs> I am really good. I'm really excited to be with you here today, tonight. Um, well, it's funny because we're pretending like we haven't spoken just like for an hour before recording this. I know, right? Oh my goodness. And so distracted so distracted it is uncomfortable with me right no, now no, no. because i made her do something she didn't no, want no 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 <laughs> oh we won't talk about what the thing was but i'm sorry i'm sorry we can start with that topic if you would like um basically money not what i was uncomfortable about <laughs> money mindset money's hard for you to talk about isn't it i find it a very personal thing why? Because it's so personal, like your relationship. No, that, I I'm not like explaining that well. Do you feel like it's got a lot to do with the way we're perceived? Yes. Okay, that sparked something in my head. In one of the conversation decks, there, there were five things that you had to rank. There was status, money, creativity, colleagues, etc. What conversation deck are we talking about? We're talking, so this is um, Know Yourself um, from the School mm -hmm. of Life. So the, literally the, the conversation deck just asks you to rank those five. And for me, status, it's the last thing I care about. It's the, mm -hmm. it's the absolute last. I don't, I don't want people to put me in a ladder in their heads. You know, where, mm -hmm. where am I relative to that person? That, there okay. is something about that that makes me really, that feel really uncomfortable. And I'm now wondering if it's because <laughs> back in the Philippines, status was everything. Like how you yep. appear is everything. And I my complete rebellion is that does not mean shit in the grand scheme of things. Yep. That's what I can pull out of my brain. <laughs> yeah. So talking about money is you feel is perpetuating those ideas of status and reinforcing the whole position in society based on and by money I mean like salaries. Yeah. And what you earn and what your money situation in your life is. Yeah, exactly that. If you wanted to talk about how you budget and financial freedom, yes, like let's talk about that. Like that's a I'm realizing that that's a big, big goal for me. And this year is the first year that I've opened up a stocks and shares ISA. And I cannot believe why I haven't put money in an index fund because it's been sat in my savings account and has been decreasing in value and so i'm starting to be more clued up in that to think about the long term so that's 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 where i'm at to be honest beautiful so financial freedom tell me a bit about that not having to rely on a salary i think that's that's what it is for me because mm -hmm. some people think that financial um perspective of financial independence is that you can you know pay for your bills and you're not relying on someone else that's that's absolutely fantastic 
but I think now looking at the future, how can I be smart with money where I don't have to continuously work myself to the ground um, yeah. to earn it? Does that resonate like with you? Like, what's what does that mean to you? I mean, in an ideal world, financial freedom is only needing to pay for things that are privileges. Yeah. This is my ideal world, right? I think the fact that people have to pay for housing and necessities like food and water is a scam. <laughs> like, the whole thing. Because capitalism is a scam. And when it comes to finances, it's all about how much capitalism has had that role to play. And I completely believe if you want to own big fancy things or you want to have fancy, quotation mark, fancy food and you want to go above and beyond, then that's where you use the finances you earn. But any basic things like a roof over your head and food and, you know, basic clothes and basic health care, you know, those foundation necessities, it should all be free. Mm. It should all be free. And that's financial freedom. If we're looking at in the scenario that at this moment, oh, the light outside just turned on in the street. It was really nice. In this, um, I love your reaction to that. That was so cute. But in my current situation, financial freedom, it's like not living paycheck to paycheck. A lot of people I know who have that mentality are the people who are much, much, much older. You know, not in their 20s or 30s. Some not even in their, you know, 40s. A lot of the times it's 50s, 60s and 70s and above where they don't live paycheck to paycheck. They can say, you know what, I'm going to quit my job today and I'm going to give myself the rest of the couple, uh, you know, a few months to go figure my life out, have a midlife crisis, do whatever I need to do. But at our age, in our situation, any savings we do have is going towards the next step of something that we need yeah. to do. So actually, it's the thought of, if I quit my job now, <laughs> what? Like, I'm just going to eat into those tiny savings that I've spent ages trying to save. <laughs> so... It's the ability, I guess financial freedom is the ability to quit your job and do whatever you want to do and then be able to go back into doing still because the concept of earning your keeps is a, it's a thing that's not going to stop at this very moment, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. In my head, how I was calculating that was I'm playing into the game of capitalism and beating at it at its own game because capitalism wants you to keep going. But if there was a way where I can cheat it, Mm. you know even if it meant hustle not not the unhealthy hustle right it's it's the i'm gonna change my word it's it's living below your means is that right like the, yeah. am i saying that right for for long term but yeah tell me more about the scam actually like oh, i want to i mean it's it's difficult because we benefit from capitalism i'm like I, i'm definitely coming from that like I mean, when I was younger, I didn't. You know, I've grown up in a lot of poverty and I've grown up in situations where we had the roof, we had a roof on top of our head, but it was unpleasant housing situation. It was, you should not be having kids living in this household. It is so unhealthy for them. There was this period in my life where we lived in a house, there was black mold everywhere and it was normal. It was normal to put down a cup of water like on the you know on a table or on the carpet um like you know next to the sofa and then come back like 20 30 minutes later and there's like literal bugs in it because and not like normal house bugs no like things from the damp moist carpet it was it was awful and it was in but now in this situation where i'm talking about capitalism from a privileged advantage like you know from a privileged perspective because actually 
we benefit from capitalism because we are in this position now in our lives where we can keep ticking those boxes and climbing the ladder higher and higher and higher and get to a stage where we can probably get to really high salaries given time if we chose to like you know sell our morals and get to a certain perspective and by really like high salaries i mean like you know 100k above 100k salaries because I think anything below that is, it's it's fine, it's whatever. But it's a scam because there are so many people who will forever be in poverty, you know? You know, this whole conversation of, yeah, but you should budget and you should think about what you spend your money on and you just need to get rid of some of your privileges and just don't spend on these... It's, it's, and the harder you work, the more money you'll have, the more financial... Free. It's like, no actually there are so many people who work so much harder than a lot of the people who are on the top because they are trying to just put food on their table and their privileges and their like extra spendings treat themselves could vary like when we were younger our treating ourselves was you know buying extra snacks (laughs) and that shouldn't be oh you should just stop buying those extra snacks as a family no no that is ridiculous and that's why it's a scam. That, that's why the conversation is really tricky when you're talking about this whole one, one shoe fits all approach to financial freedom, right? Because for me personally, yeah, actually, I could probably budget a little bit more and I could probably have a little bit extra savings in the month, definitely. But for somebody who is literally living paycheck to paycheck and credit card to credit card, probably not. It would probably make that much of a difference. Maybe a certain extent, but if you have kids and you have a car and, you know, even if it's not a very, like a, you know, a showy, flashy car, it's still a car. Cars break down. They do these things. They, there's so many people who I knew and there's so much, so many moments in my life as well in the past where I didn't have 20 pounds to my name for the last week of the month. And I would ask my friends, can I borrow some money literally so I could just survive? It makes it tricky, if that makes sense. It makes but now it's the opposite. You know, I'm in a position in my life now where, no, I have more than enough money. The month comes around and I have savings and I have all this stuff and it's great. And I can put that, you know, the whole typical things you get on the internet, like how to save money, <laughs> like the self-help things. Mm. <laughs> now they can, they can have an impact. They can have an effect. So I think that's why, yeah, I mean, capitalism is a scam period. But. I know. Yeah. I, I agree I agree with the 100,000 and above. Anything above that, really, do, do you need that much money <laughs> to survive? And how are we distrib- distributing that back? I guess it's the value we put into what quality living is, right? What's your, what's your idea of quality living? Honestly, my quality um, living in terms of monetary terms, if I have... So say my, my all my bills and my rent is like six hundred. I have four hundred to to spend, you know, on food and other things. That's that's good for me. Like I'm happy with that. I've got yeah, I've got my coffee machine, I've got my noise cancelling headphones, I've got my anime, my five ninety nine crunchyroll subscription. I am <laughs> happy. Like that is quality of that's yeah. I would say. Yeah. But living but with that living situation that leaves you no like money for savings or no money for doing something a bit extra to living your basic needs. Yeah. Would that impact your quality? Cuz that's ideal, isn't it? Like what you're talking about is an ideal situation, but would you eventually be dissatisfied? Yeah, I suppose that would be the basic what I've just mentioned. 
um, if I had that, then that's that's level of contentment and stability that I'd be okay with. Um, and yeah, something extra, maybe that's another 200 to 300. Yeah. Yeah. The, I think this is such a, um, a complex topic because then I'm thinking if I did have that extra, I would already be thinking about how I can how I can make that work. It, it's such a self-preservation mindset. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let me say you, let me just say all of a sudden you became a millionaire. Right, there's the classic question that people get asked and you like you think about like tell us what your dream house would look like no, no no let's just say you literally won the lottery even though the lottery is a scam yes everybody the lottery is a scam it's all a scam i mean i'm i'm literally calling everybody a scam you know out here today but <laughs> but let's say you won the lottery and you became a millionaire and it was you know quite a few million pounds that you won what would you do with it lay it out for yeah me. Uh, that's i think straight away i got this from my dad and he's always taught me this that when you when you're in a good place help help family you know pay help with the education get them get them out of that you know allow them the the skill to do good for themselves i think that that is a big value for me education too and so i would share that with other people so that's that's number one all of it no 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 not not all of it so and then i would I would calculate an amount and put it <laughs> in investments that would that would um create that same amount concurrently with compound interest so that we can keep working and helping other people. And then I would probably what would I love to do? I don't know, like what what would I actually love to do? I mean, do you think about that if you had like the money, what would you do? Oh no, I don't ever think about how much money I would have and then what I'd do. Literally, I don't. Like, that's such a. It's just for me, for me, anything. I used to fantasize a lot when I was younger about like going on random like adventures <laughs> and becoming like a ninja and doing like, you know, having a sword. And But as an, as an adult, like my fantasies <laughs> sitting down and talking about unlimited amount of like people do that they fantasize about unlimited amount of money and what they do with it and they sit and they like look at instagram or like look at like you know shopping websites and like i'm gonna buy this i would buy this i would buy like for me that is my weight that is the epitome of a waste (laughs) of time and i don't judge them for doing it if that's their hobby they enjoy it please please do and there's nothing wrong with wanting better things you know like I men- mentioned in the previous episodes, I'm no way a minimalist in any shape or form. Although my sister calls me a hoarder, but my partner calls me a minimalist. So wow. it just sort of it sort sort of depends on perspective. Yeah. I lost my train of thought. What was I saying? We were talking about like what would you do with the money? I would give you. So if I won a million dollars, I would give you money to start the your business of art therapy, whatever you need. I I would like hand it on a plate. I would. Give so you invest. You you'd be doing like direct investments into community. A hundred percent. What else is there? Like it's, yeah. Yeah. No, like that's not even a question. Like it. Yeah. No, yeah. I agree with you. I completely agree with you. And I think this is what I love about the company that I work for. So it's a coaching school. And last year we started really setting aside a part of the company that's just focused on the social impact. We've got thousands of coaches. What are we actually doing to help the wider community and you know as it stands training to become a coach it's not accessible like you Mm -hmm. training is four and a half k like not everyone not everyone has that so it's so expensive and Mm -hmm. you know i mean how much i charge it's so below market rate like for for my coaching and i don't even feel bad about that what you said 
investing it in um, community. community. Yeah. And it's fascinating, isn't it? What? To just think about how many people there are who are millionaires. Um, and let's not even talk about billionaires, because I personally believe you cannot be a million- billionaire without being unethical. Literally. But you literally, literally. can't. You, the difference between a million and a billion is so vast. You cannot be a billionaire without having exploited somebody Literally. or something or a group, mostly a group of people. But there are so many millionaires because there are ethical, loads of ethical millionaires, I hope, out there. <laughs> if a, a good percentage of them thought that way, there would be so much more. There'd be so much better infrastructure in this 100%. world. Whole world. Worldwide. There'd be so much better infrastructure. There'd be so much, so, so much better understanding of what quality living is. Because I find it absurd absurd that i'm saying absurd it's absurd isn't it i find it absurd that seeing homeless people is norm and i remember being so desensitized to it when i was in living in london and like living further out in the west it's it's less seen so when i do see it actually i've become less desensitized to it now and it does have an impact I mean, I also befriended all the homeless people as much as I could <laughs> when I was living in London. But I became so normal. It became so no- They were part of the urban landscape. Shouldn't be. And that's not okay. No. That is not okay. And that's when the conversation about financial freedom really pissed me off. They just make me really angry. Because, yes, as individuals, we have a role to play in how we get out of different things in our lives. But also, when the system is so oppressing... And the system is so made so difficult for those people, it's not their fault. No. It becomes harder, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, we're going into, like, a really deep conversation. I think definitely for, like, maybe our listeners, I think it'd be nice to actually do a little bit of self-help this in this episode and give some budgeting tips and how we save money. I think it'd be really good. Oh, great. Do you want to get started? Let me just... So... <laughs> Shall we shall we talk about our like monthly approaches first and then how what kind of what are the top we can create some top tips for our mm, listeners together. Yeah, absolutely. I think it'd be really nice. Yeah. So what's the first thing you do when you get paid in the month? Fresh month, pay. Set aside all the bills, including savings. That's that's a fixed amount mm-hmm. that goes straight into yeah. Beautiful. Go straight. Do you ever touch the savings? No. Okay, write this down. Never touch savings. Never touch savings. And it will differ for everyone. But I think having... The first thing that I did, right, when I didn't have... When I had zero savings, I used to live in London with my parents on a full-time salary um, in our previous... Well, in my previous company, the company that we worked for. I had zero savings. But you had the ability to save so much more, didn't you? Exactly. Yeah. Um, Oh, I forgot. What what was was I going with that? So you were saying savings is part of the bills monthly. Yes, exactly. That should just be put aside. We're both losing our train of thought. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And Okay, so that's your first step. Yeah, beautiful. Then? Then, okay, this is is my philosophy. Find a... Find a side... Find another... Um, stream of income side hustle yes you're a side hustler yes. find yeah. another stream of income that will that will supply your disposable income so yeah yeah so your side hustle is essentially all the money you use like for other random stuff in the exactly world. exactly um but the salaried <clears throat> basically is is just split off also mum gets a contribution <laughs> too and yeah just 
live like you only have 200 pounds as much as possible but although i say that i don't put a cap on my enjoyment of you know eating out i love like that that ad loves I eating do. out okay but you're saying oh yeah but put a cap to it no ad loves <laughs> eating out that's where my money so, goes <laughs> ad is not stingy no 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 that is where my money not stingy goes. in any shape or form when it comes to food <laughs> yeah and yeah that's it it's as simple as that i don't count pennies but i just give myself that mental accounting of okay the money that i get from my side hustle is going to pay for this week's allowance and then yeah same your turn what do you do do you have a spreadsheet absolutely not who do you think i am do you do you think <laughs> do you think some adhd will literally no i mean i'm sorry sure. i have adhd do i have a spreadsheet no you don't do you actually of course i do no way are you serious of course i do <gasps> when it comes to finances recently in my life a spreadsheet has saved my life damn it's honestly x i excel that baby i excel that baby and it's because of my sister's partner my sister's partner literally has changed my life and living with her really helped me realize how much budgeting with a spreadsheet just makes a difference and i've been naughty and not using it for the last like month i've just like last this month i didn't because it's been a really busy month and i extra budgeted and stuff and I noticed the difference. I was like, oh, this isn't calculated very well. Oh my goodness. Wait, this is news to me. So, okay, yeah, keep going. I create, so I have a spreadsheet. So I do finances for myself and my partner. We have the master copy. Then we have Sam's finance and then Bean's finance. So there's like three separate spreadsheets. The master copy is obviously the mortgage, all the bills, everything that needs to go out just together, which is all the money that goes into the joint account because we have a joint account where we set up. A lot of couples do this thing where they share all their money and there are couples who don't share, who like do their own budget and send money to something. And then there's a couple who do a bit of a mix. And I am a huge believer in doing that mix because you still have your own finances. And I think that's really important. No matter if you're married, if you're just seeing each other, if you've just moved in, blah, 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 blah. Sam and I have a house together, but we still have separate finances. And I think it's really important. Agreed. My partner is the type also to just let me do it and completely believes in me wholeheartedly, which I respect. But yeah, I think it's really important because what you'd, the spreadsheet you create for yourself is also exactly what you do when you're by yourself. If you don't, if you're not sharing your finances with your partner, if you don't have a partner, which is what I used to do before I got with Sam. Yeah, we have the joint account and that's all the bills and everything which we share in half. Monthly outgoings and foods, we have a budget for that. Then there's like my separate budget. So it's like, writing in there i have my literally a list of all my direct debits all the things that go out from my account and then i budget a bit of extra into i have this pool of like things i want to spend extra money on in that month because i'm not the type to buy new clothes every month and buy new stuff every month but also i am the type to be like i really want to buy my friend a present yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bye or oh i want to start a brand new hobby let's just get a bunch of this stuff that i've never done before deliver to my house and do it for like two days and be like that's just extra stuff now in my room um so i have a budget on the side for that but then there is the money that goes into savings um that is the untouchable and but the savings also split into what the saving is so i'm not as extreme as my partner who has a different saving and bank account for all the different types of things that he is saving wow. for he's crazy he is actually crazy he has like a bank account for car like if anything happens to his car breakdown blah 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 rainy money fund cabin fund there was something else something insurance fund and 
but he has like five billion bank accounts like i don't know how he keeps oh up with it oh my goodness but he yeah. does so i don't have that i have my like saving and then i have like a list of what i'm saving for but this is also like essentially the first this period in my life is like the first real time in my life where i've actually had savings or like i'm having savings right i think it's important to develop that relationship with it about what you're saving for and what the aim is for it because at first when i started saving coming from like a position where i was incapable of saving because of my experiences and being exposed to different things and my background and being a young carer and blah 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 yeah it was impossible to save so when i when it started saving i was just getting really happy with the numbers going up it was like a it was like a dopamine release it like it was it was like my brain was literally like feeling a high from like oh look at these numbers going up i'm actually saying it was literally like back then it was like literally like 50 quid being sent into like an account somewhere and i'm like oh my goodness i've got 50 quid and i finished the month and i have 50 quid in my bank account because i was dirt poor before like it gave me a lot of like weird false like weird sense of security and like a like a high and now in my mind i have the approach of i'm saving towards something it's not about having loads of money in my bank account because i mean it's just a bunch of digits like i've <laughs> yeah. gotten to this pl- place now where i feel better about it so it's like saving towards something so the aim is essentially what i'm saying is have a spreadsheet split your finances of it have a budget of what you want to spend on and also throw something into savings but have an idea of what the savings for abstract savings is nice but then you get obsessed with making the number bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and no i just i personally don't believe in that it's true like when adults used to say save your money it's important that is that is important but also like i still want to go live my life you know like i still want to do what i want to do and i'm not going to let it stop me so in the past i used to dip into my savings i used to be like ooh, but (laughs) now i don't (laughs) That's great, yeah. Now I don't. (laughs) Even when I don't need to use, I used to dip into my savings. Now I don't. Now I'm good about it. So I think that don't touch your savings is a really good rule. I think that's a golden rule. Don't touch your savings. Unless obviously you've reached the target to what you want to do and then use it for that thing you've saved it for. And I think what I heard from everything that you've said is having intention. Know know what what it's for. Because I think it is, I think it is wholeheartedly, I wholeheartedly believe it's useless just having an abstract thing you're saving for and just building up this credit of money that's in your bank account i think it's it puts you into this mindset of feeling really weird eventually when you do touch it i think it changes the conversation of how we interact with it because all of a sudden the fact that you're saving the money is the thing you're actually saving the money for Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there's so many people in my life that i know who do that and that can make it quite tricky i think it can make the it can make it quite hard when you do eventually use or choose to use it yeah because initially i i resonate with that because before it was just i wanted to save this much for the emergency fund and yeah, now the rainy day yeah. fund so now that you know it's a it's a little bit over that i thought i wanted to okay now this is for the house literally my yeah. first pot was dream house yeah but it changes like it, it's not i don't i don't think i want to invest in that right now and so again like this intention and reflecting on what is what is this for and how are you how are you using that that's so interesting i never i didn't know you had an excel sheet sheet. like honestly round of applause that's amazing it's beautiful and it's all because of yeah my my sister's partner she literally showed me how it works and she's a she's literally like a beast when it comes to savings and i hats off to her because i went up to her one day after i'd graduated from uni 
I literally went up to her. This was literally only two years ago. And I said to her, I was like, I'm in debt. <laughs> like, mate, I'm in debt. I need your help. I don't, this is eating up at me and I am really struggling. And it's quite impressive, like, going into debt in the UK because the way we, the university, universities work in the UK is, you know, you don't, you don't have to pay the money up front straight away. It's about how much you earn. So the fact that I was in debt was pretty impressive. Like, I don't know. And this is it, ADHD and impulsive spending as well because it's not just... Like, the fact that I was in debt wasn't just to do with my background and being a young carer and coming from poverty. It was also not being taught how to budget and yeah. not knowing what finances, not knowing what credit card is, you know, like, not knowing how to save. And ADHD, impulsivity, just... I used to just randomly book trips to go abroad for no reason. Just do do random stuff. And even when I couldn't afford it, and I know there were moments when I could afford it and I did it, but there were other moments when it was literally just like, I shouldn't be doing this. My biggest thing was, like, I would randomly just buy, like, £200 headphones just for no reason. <laughs> Right now in my life, I do need headphones. I should technically, I really should buy that. So there are those things as well. And she literally was like, this is how you should do it. Having a clear understanding of what your spending is will give you a good understanding of how much you have to spend for the rest of the month. And it works. You make it work. It really does. You bring up a point that because I honestly, during university and, you know, first couple of years, I was always in overdraft. Literally always. Yeah. always. 1,500 and... Yeah. It, it wasn't until I met a friend like like yourself who was so good at saving. I was like, how are you saving that much? And it, it, yep. that awareness just catapulted that like, oh, I probably yep. should learn how to be yep. an adult. And it's, it's, being, it's being aware. Yep. Yeah, it's being aware to manage your finances. And it's that awareness, isn't it? And it just makes me wonder, like, I think, yes, it's important in school to learn about abstract maths. I think it is important because then it might create a mathematician that we need in society to help figure out something that's obviously way above mine and yours knowledge <laughs> when it comes to that topic. Basic maths, we're good at. Um, actually, I don't you're think... definitely better at maths than I am. Oh my God, I'm terrible at basic maths. Yeah, I mean, you're definitely better at maths than I am, but I'm not bad at maths, but calculus. <laughs> but I think it's really important. Like, why why is budgeting not taught as a thing? Like, why is that understanding finances like none of that was taught and i think a lot of people who do struggle and come from like a actually even a privileged background and not privileged background like understanding money and how it works not just how to give change and take change no how it works will make a huge difference in how young people when they're at university when they're coming out of university they're going to the work of world world of work how they interact with that because yeah i graduated three years ago and I had, I had like five jobs whilst I was at uni and I still struggled. Yeah, I did a full-time degree, had five jobs and was the president of like seven societies. Oh my goodness. I mean, you, you have the brain for it. A hundred percent. That's you. <laughs> I have the ADHD energy for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, if, if, if that's not a superpower, what is? You've touched on something, um, which is the, the education, fine, financial education. When can it start? That's a great idea. Like, this is what I love about the internet. Maybe there is someone who's who's teaching that that is accessible to to young people now. Um, and no, there is some great like how to things and help things. And I'm sure if you have, I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where you've searched how to make extra money, and the first thing that will come up on the search engine is literally like doing all these like freaking surveys, and they're so tedious and they pay so little. But it's like if you're a university student and you want to say it, it was That's just, everything. 
it's literally everything. So I, I think there is definitely, the, but there are better things other than just WikiHow. <laughs> <laughs> Although I do love the, I do love the pictures exactly. on WikiHow. They make me. T- oh my god! <laughs> and the new memes that have been created from those, literally, I live for them. I think they're so great. Like there are other people doing blogs and like, and those things are really helpful. But majority of the people who I know who have come out of a financial difficulty. It's been because they met somebody in their life who did it well. Like your situation, my situation is pretty much the same. In the sense of how you've learnt what you should be doing financially. So okay, tip number one. Don't touch your savings. Don't touch your savings, yeah. Don't touch your savings. Unless, until you reach the goal. Tip number two. Be aware of what you're spending on. Think how big awareness. Intentions, intentions, intentions. What are you saving for? Tip number three. Have a side hustle. Yes. I think it's important. Be it little, be it be it small, be it big, just whatever. Have a side hustle. Diversify your income, 100%. Yeah, 100, diversify your income, yeah. Nice. And tip number four, find somebody who does it <laughs> bloody better than you. Exactly, and learn. Talk to somebody oh. who does it better than you. So I think it's so important. There's so much There's so much stigma attached to like talking about finances and it makes you feel re- people feel really uncomfortable. But actually, just find somebody you trust and tell them, I'm in this situation. Can you help me create a spreadsheet? Yes. Please. Yes, exactly. Oh my goodness. I love YouTube for this. It's just... <sighs> I've learned so much. Don't they don't you do you do you spend time on YouTube? Actually, I don't know like what I used to. I used to spend a lot of time on YouTube when I was younger, and now I I re I literally use YouTube for looking at old school vines, <laughs> new music, new music that you can't find on any other platforms, and mukbangs. <laughs> just watching. I watch people eat. I'm sorry, I've admitted that like just on this podcast now, but we need to do a mukbang. Oh my god, we need to do it. You know what, Aidy? You would make a really good... Like, people would love watching you. People would love watching because you. Because I'm too noisy. You have... Not too noisy. I'm noisy. I mean, I love how noisy you are. Oh, my God. I just love it. I think... I literally love it. You swallow loud. You breathe <laughs> loud. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. So, just a little bit of context. I listened to our previous episode today, and I had this realisation. Wow. I. Why do I breathe too much? Everything is just... I know. I love it. No, it's beautiful. I think it's it's just part of you. It's great. I guess it depends on which circle you talk to in my in my life. Because my sister thinks I am the loudest and most annoying human being on the planet. With other people, like, I'm average. So it kind of is a balance. So, you know, I think you'd make a really good mukbang. I think, I think we should definitely... You should definitely, not me. You should definitely. We should definitely do it. Well, it's a testament to how you make me feel. So, that you, you get to experience <laughs> how loud I am, so... Um, yeah oh my goodness so yeah that should be the financial those are the tips the the tips from us who are in the process of getting to the next stage of our life and entering whatever financial freedom looks like for us because we're gonna get there i can see it it's there like for a lot of our listeners it's there the financial freedom is there my lovelies you just gotta (laughs) start small intention you got to intentionize. I know that's not a real word, but you got to intentionize. Start small. Like, even if it is the savings that you have, like, even if you put, like, £5 aside a month, because you can afford £5. Exactly. Don't even tell me. You don't, if you're listening to this and thinking, no, I can't put any... Sa- no, trust me, £2.50, £5. You can definitely put that aside. And as soon as you see that growing a little bit, you'll realise, actually, you can do more than that. You can do more than that. And it will get bigger. Yeah. And for our ADHD listeners and impulsivity create that space between 
wanting to buy something and having a pause. Maybe that's 10 minutes. See if you still like it after yeah. 10 minutes. Yeah. An hour. Yeah. A day. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also budgeting for that impulsiveness. Oh, like, great. Tip. And that's what I do. That's what my budget for my impulsiveness is. I have my budget for this money that I'm going to spend, the money that is going to be used. And then there's the budget for this is my impulsive budget. This is my impulsive fund. So it, it retains your impulsiveness, but also there is a space for it. So, yes, give yourself the time to, am I going, do I really need this? What is the purpose behind this? Why am I buying this? But then there's also the cycle where you eventually say yes. <laughs> You're like, no matter what I say, it's going to lead to yes. Okay, fine. I'm going to buy it. There is a budget for that. You're not spending your rent money on what you're supposed to be, you know, because I once I once spent my rent money on going to loads and loads of concerts one month. It was awful. Oh, my God. That gives me anxiety. But And then my friend that I was going to a concert with, who I was going to concerts with a lot, he was the one who I was like, can you lend me 200 quid, mate? I need to pay my rent. <laughs> And it's so funny because if I was that friend, I would give you that 200 and be like, oh my days, literally. But I always paid people back. I never, ever not paid people back. I was a very, very... That's why people would lend me... I was only a close group of friends I would ever borrow money from. And it was always at the end of the month. And then I'd pay them back within a week because it was just that one week period I needed it for. So I always, always paid them back. So the friends that I did borrow from were really trusted. Like, they trusted me a lot. The thing is, I'm irresponsible only until... Only if it impacts me. As soon as it impacts somebody else, I'm like, oh, super, I super irresponsible. You. I hate you. So, um, yeah. That's such a great tip. Budget for impulsivity. I n- Budget for impulsivity. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Trust me, Aidy. You should do it. I think that's what I... It's super helpful. I think that's what the, the side hustle is for. That's my impulsive, like, spending. That's just... Basically... Sounds like you're already doing it without giving it a name. Yeah. Yeah, but that's such a great, like, label in someone's head. Beautiful. Amazing. Those are our tips for today. Oh, well, that probably made things worse. Actually, probably better today. <laughs> Hopefully. That Hopefully. probably made things better. Um, <laughs> so please join us again next week. Because what is life without a bit of financial dread? Financial freedom. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye. Okay, bye. <laughs>